Welcome to Candid Christian Conversations, a show that challenges you to dive deep into the Word of God in order to discern today's most challenging subjects. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Candid Christian Conversations. This time, should Christians use dating websites? We're going to discuss that. Edmund is on the line. Edmund, how are you? I'm doing pretty good and happy to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you. It seems like forever. So I am going to start out with the topic of this discussion. Should Christians use dating websites? What are your thoughts? I say no. And one of the reasons why I say no is you don't really have a real concrete view of who you're dealing with on the other side. I give you an example. You're thinking you're talking to Becky. You're building a rapport. You're having great conversation with her, but you're really dealing with a bill on the other end with a lot of Internet easy for people to manipulate you using those sites. And as Christians, we are focused on getting what we feel that God has for us. And that's a slippery slope to be dealing with sites. Okay. I was going to go the other direction and say that it is all about your intent. And I really think the Christian walk has a lot to do with our intentions when it comes to drinking. What is your intention? Are you just having a beer to enjoy it? Or are you intending on getting drunk so you can uh, loosen up a bit and do stuff you normally wouldn't do? If it's a dating site, are you looking for a serious partner? Or are you intent on just finding somebody to spend some time with and stuff? I, I really think that the heart matters in all of these situations. And this is no exception. So I personally think if your heart is in the right place, I don't see a problem with it, but we'll dig deeper into that as we go. Okay. Is it okay to reach out to someone who is not a Christian for a potential date? Equally your brother. That's the one thing that always stands out to me when it comes to dating someone who doesn't believe what you believe. And I'm going to give you an example of that. I have seen situations where Someone who was a Christian dated outside of their beliefs and the person decided, you know what, I like you, so I'm going to follow you because I want to be with you. But they don't really want to follow with the, the, the expectation of you're going to have the same, you're going to grow into their belief system. And at that point, that person then begins to dis dislike God because you have such this love for God that they feel is more than them. Interesting. Again, I'm going to go the other direction on this, and I'm going to use a personal story. Okay. Uh, both my parents are deceased, and I don't think they would mind me telling, but uh, when I was a kid, I grew up understanding, you know, biblical principles and stuff like that, but it predominantly was coming from my mother. My dad, um, he struggled uh, up until his, I would say up until early 50s. Um, he struggled with alcoholism. He was a smoker, not if not if you smoke it. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything, but I'm just saying he had a lot of habits. He was physical with people in the house. And one day he came to Christ, became an ordained minister, did jailhouse ministry, uh, got all of his children to at least, you know, if nothing else, we at least understand uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've gone on to talk to other people and, and be friends with other people and try to expose them to the gospel. So I say you never know who God will put next to you for what purpose. That's a good example. But at the same time, it's, it's like 
a flip of a coin because to me, well, you gave a great example, but at the same time, I looked at it as, are you strong enough to be able to handle that, handle that, um, the trials that come with trying to win someone over to God, you know, allowing your life to be the light that directs them to Jesus. You know, can you handle being that light? Because that's a lot of responsibility. Yes. Because the second you do anything that steps outside of the covering of God, they're going to feel like, okay, you're not 100%. Because at that moment in time, you are now the Bible that they're reading to get close to God. And you have to be able to play that role to a T. Yes, it's very challenging. Uh, In my last relationship, I was the only person with Christian values. The other person uh, did what you said earlier, you know, was kind of just saying the right things and such. And I was constantly being put under a microscope, you know, and I was trying to explain like the gospel is contrary to what secular people believe. They believe it's works and the gospel teaches faith, you know, because we're not going to be perfect. Otherwise, the cross would have not been necessary. Right. You just reminded me I was in a relationship as well where she was talking to me. She loved the fact that I was a man and I wanted to go to church. I wanted to serve God. So she would come to church, but she really wasn't into the church and in my beliefs. So she hung on. And then it got to a point where it's like, okay, now I want to start doing this and I want to start doing that. And it got to a point where worlds collided and it just didn't work. Right. Well, let's move on. Do you think it's okay that a Christian talks to multiple people at once on these websites? You know, and when you're in that phase of this person sent you a like and that person sent you a like and you're trying to get to know each other and such like that. This one really made me think because I've always had the mindset of if I'm talking to someone or if I'm going to go out there and try to potentially date, I'm going to focus on one person at a time. Right. Because I don't want to deal with multiple people because it's like a juggling act of, okay, it's Thursday. I got to make sure I send Mary a text before I send Becky a text or Teresa needs a text. It's like, it's a lot to have to deal with because you're trying to provide a, microscope of who you are to try to win these people over. But what if you find yourself in a position where you're liking two of the three? All right. I feel like that's a lot to me. Okay. Um, I think it depends, again, on context and intent. You know, do mm-hmm. you intend on trying to date more than just being friends with um, all these different women and stuff? You know, it's like, what are your intentions? Are you legitimately just going out for coffee with each of these individuals so you can get to know them. You know, I don't think there's a problem of trying to get to know people to see who might best suit you. But if you cross any lines of physicality, of uh, fornication, of anything like that, obviously you're operating outside of the word of God at that point. Uh, So uh, once again, I kind of default to what is your intent Okay, that makes sense. I I see that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is the structure of today's dating biblical, you know, based on biblical principles? Dating today, well, like most of the world today has really drifted away from the things of God. So we're all we're trying to do this whole function in a whole different way that has a lot of us lost and confused on how to operate. 
a lot of times dating is more of a hookup thing, um, becoming physical before you're married and doing things like that. And it kind of creates a weird, you can even tell in my voice trying to describe it, it's like it's so confusing on how to even approach it. That's interesting because I get into this discussion. It's not necessarily an argument, but it is a strong debate with people because I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial, probably. Okay. And she became his wife. Do you see what I, where I'm going with this as far as, do you see like, it doesn't say like they dated for 20 years and then finally got married or they, you know, they lived together for, you know, three years and then she became his wife. You know what I'm saying by that? So are you approaching the lines of he seen her, he liked her, and he took her as his wife? Exactly. Like, I don't really see a whole lot of like, that was his girlfriend or, or they dated for an extended period of time. Do you get where I'm going now? Yeah, I get where you're going. And it makes sense, especially when you're reflecting from the Bible, because back then, according to the Bible, it was more about building families. It was more about building legacy of the name, you know, so-and-so was the father or so-and-so and so-and-so. And it's like, it was more of a, let me take you as a wife to protect you and lead you according to the word of God. And, you know, we build this family up. Right. Versus today where it's like, okay, first I need, you need to take me out to dinner. You need to wait 30, was it? 30 days before we hug, before we kiss, before. And in some cases, some people feel like we should have physical acts before we even say I do. Right. And we we know that can be a very dangerous slope because of soul ties and different things of that nature. So back then it was more of a I'm going to take you as my wife. Now it's like the AOL trial CD where it's like, okay, let me log you in and see if we can, if this is capable to be in my system. And it is because we live in a society, in my opinion, that is more focused on self than serving. Mm. And when I get married, you know, if, if God blesses me with a wife, I am going to be living for God and I am going to follow what he has stated how men, how husbands should love their wives. I'm going to try to embody and and be an example of that. That is something I agree with. And it frustrates me because people take that, what will take what you just said and turn it into this. Oh, he's just trying to be this old he man. She has to do this. She has to do that. But when you're talking about the word of God and as a man following it, when you, as a man following the word of God, you are a server, you are a caretaker, you are a provider, you're giving yourself to your wife, you're giving yourself to your children. There's nothing in that that says, I'm your dictator and you are to do this, this and that. And the, you know, the kryptonite word of submission gets used in such a negative light. Yes. But when we become one, we're serving one another. Right. And that that's the part that gets lost in the context is if you get married, you're supposed to be one. So I've used this example with friends and they love this. So I'll say, you know, if somebody has say, let's say somebody's calling about uh, selling something or, or whatever. And I would be like, have you already spoken with my wife? And they'd be like, yes. Well, you already talked to me. 
Mm. You have to be in unison with one another, in my opinion. And I really think that if you could get that connection where you're both putting God first and then you're both trying to reach the map he's already set forth and laid out of structure of the home, I just don't understand how you could fail at that point. These days, because, you know, we just talked about the whole today's world of dating, it's kind of steered a lot of people off of marriage because the way that God laid out that plan, how he laid out that foundation, a group of people say, you know what, we don't want to do that. We don't want to go that way. We feel like that's control. We feel like that's old school. That is a new day. It doesn't work. But then you have to think about our grandmothers, our grandfathers who applied the word of God, applied that system to their relationships and how they've been able to be married for 50, 60 plus years until it was time for them to go home. It's because they understood that the family, the unit of the family is more important into my own personal expectations. If my, my wife, because this is always gets brought up, if my wife doesn't make me a sandwich, <laughs> am I going to divorce her? Yikes. If a wife's husband doesn't change a tire, are you going to divorce him? It's like we pick out the smallest things in today's time to end the union that we've established with one another under God with our spouses and wondering why the marriage platform is so confusing to people. All right. And if we had a nation that would abide by the Ten Commandments, could you imagine that? And just stay on that path. But everybody, you know, they have perverted all, everything and it seems to be all across the world. Yeah. As Christians, should we wait for God to bring that special someone into our life and not put forth any effort as to, you know, as to mess things up is, is the context I put that in. Now, for this type of question, I've had so many conversations with my friends and I have always bothered me. And if you said it, I apologize. But personally, <laughs> it bothered me when people says, no, I'm waiting on God to send me the wife. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, God is not a genie that <laughs> you can just rub on your Bible, flip through the pages and he's going to give you a wife. You have to have faith and walk out and find that wife. Even using your example from earlier, when you said you gave the um, example about how he brought, took her as a wife. You have to go out there and you have to find that godly woman and take her as your wife. I feel like when it comes to God, he will bless you if you put yourself in the position to be blessed for what you're looking for. Right. It's like if you want a wife that's going to serve the Lord, who's going to be one with you, is going to allow you to be a man and lead your family. Why are you looking for a woman in a bar where everybody's drunk? Yeah, that's, uh, again, intent, you know. You have to position yourself to have what you're looking for. Yes. You walk one way, you take one step, he'll take another step. But you have to take the steps. Like one thing in my household, I tell my kids three things, mentally, physically, and spiritually. If you have not done anything to impact your life with the, uh, on those three things in a day, you wasted a day. Each one of those things deal with you making moves. We have to be responsible and start making moves to get what we want and put us in a position for God to bless us. Yeah. 
Um, let's go to James 2.17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. So if you're just saying you're going to just sit back and not do any work on it, I think you have your answer, don't you? Yeah, I usually laugh when women be like, God, just bring me a husband. Bring me a man. It's just like you. And the first thing I asked him was like, so how is your inbox doing? <laughs> and what I mean by that is, in some cases, God has already presented you with someone and you already turned them away. Can I can I piggyback on that? Go ahead. Um, a friend of mine reminded me of this. Uh, it, it's a message. He told it to me, even though I've heard it a thousand times, he told it to me anyway. He wouldn't stop yesterday because I was having a challenging day and we were discussing something. But uh, he was like, uh, there was a man on his roof in a flood and uh, driftwood came by and he was like, nope, God will save me. And then a neighbor came by in a boat and he was like, nope, God will save me. I'm waiting for God to save me. And then uh, you know, a rescue squad with a helicopter, he's, they, he was like, nope, I'm okay. Uh, God will save me. And then he dies, goes to heaven, and he asked God, you know, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I gave you three chances. You know, I sent three different things. So I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> so my retelling is, is terrible, but you get the idea, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, like I said, I always ask people, like, how's your inbox doing? Because I know you have applications in there, but it's not the person that you want. Yep. And I've always, people do that on all these social sites. They're like, I want a man that does this. I want a man that does that. And then you look at their likes and it's always a bunch of guys sending hearts. And I'm thinking to myself, miss, maybe the guy that you want sent a heart to your little comment and would like to be that that you're asking for. Right. Have you thought about giving someone the opportunity, you know, pray and see if one of these guys is the the blessing that you've been asking God for? And it uh, is sad that even I have fallen into this, that you look at the uh, packaging. Mm. We could go back to Jacob and uh, uh, Leah. Mm. You know, that's not the sister he wanted. Right. And such. So it is kind of sad and unfortunate that we do get caught up into these. We want this, but we want it in this packaging. Right. I just had one last comment. There was a young lady. She was did the same thing, talking about how she wanted a guy. Lord, send me a man. And I noticed the guy was talking to her and she, and she was like, he's nice. He loves God. He's a really good guy. Well, he's too short. Oh, and I'm thinking this stuff like you meet eye to eye. <laughs> so when he tell you to kiss the bride, you're not going to reach up. And because you can't reach up, you, do, you don't want the guy. It's like, I mean, talk about wanting something. But then when it's presented to you, it's like, oh, not for me. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I, I am sad to say that I have fallen into that as well before. So, you know, where it's like, oh, it seems like a nice person, but I don't like that situation or I don't like the, you know, whatever it may be. And you're like, oh. That soul is, is in the end, it's superficial, you know, because you're supposed to be uh, spirits are supposed to be coming together. All right. What would you tell the lonely Christian who desires so badly to find that special someone? So badly to find that special someone. I would tell them to position themselves to be blessed. And until it happens, enjoy their their singleness. 
enjoy being with yourself to get to know yourself and, you know, humble yourself at times because, you know, what you think you may want or who you may want may not be the one that God blesses you with. So don't rush it. Sometimes when we get lonely or when people get lonely, they accept the first thing that comes because it's like, I don't want to be lonely anymore. Well, I'll marry you. Okay. And you, you unequally yoke with someone and you rush. Yeah, this is true. Also, let's uh, pose this. I'll just go right into this. Is it possible there isn't a special someone for some Christians out there? I believe it is possible that we are, you know, some of us won't find anyone, whether it's because they don't meet the certain criteria or or what have you, location, what have you. I don't really know, but I do understand because there are some people you'd be like, wow, she'll be a good wife to a brother out there or he'll be a good husband to somebody. But you've noticed that people aren't really drawn to that person. But you see their works in other areas that I feel like, you know what, maybe he was meant just to do that right? because he does it so well. He's impacting the community. He's impacting the house of God. So maybe God wanted him to just do that. That could be true, too. Um, I mean, we've seen figures throughout the Bible. Currently, I'm reading in Jeremiah and I don't recall him having a wife. Yeah. I'll say this in the context of humanity, how we view things as, as in our fallen state. It's kind of sad in that aspect because there's some people that really desire to have that relationship that don't have it and may never have it. And so I kind of feel bad for them in that sense. But like you said, when you find your purpose, you know, uh, what did Chuck Missler used to say? Two greatest days of your life, the day you were born and the day you find out why. Right. Like you said, God might have something in store for you. But you do have to put forth an effort if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> so. Before you get on that whole long prayer about looking for a husband, looking for a wife, check your inbox. Because <laughs> he probably sent thy man or thy woman your way. But no, he's not tall enough or her hair isn't curly enough for me. <laughs> I always thought you know, so-and-so would look like this, this vision I had in my head, you know, <laughs> you're like, right. I don't think any of our walks look like what we envisioned. <laughs> any final thoughts, Edmund? First, I would just like to say thank you for having me back once again. I love these conversations. Me too. It's a blessing. And to the single folks out there, um, trust God, you know, pray on everything, but actually position yourself, position yourself to be blessed. That way you will understand what God is doing in your life. You got to position yourself. Yep. It is a hard topic to discuss. Thank you for being honest and open about this stuff, because that's how Candid Christian Conversations is structured. If we present honesty and sometimes, you know, people try to correct us or, or uh, have good ideas, you know, go in a different direction and stuff. And that's what this is for, is like an open dialogue amongst Christians or people who are looking at joining yeah. and being a flock of the Lord. And I just love these conversations because it applies to real world events and, and you can apply them in your own life. You know, you can you can have these conversations with friends and family members or at your church with somebody that you trust and, and such and 
kind of uh, wrangle it all in with a biblical perspective, you know. Right. Iron sharp as iron. Yes. It might jog something. It might uh, get you some feedback from somebody that's close to you and knows you. And it could help you out. So that's why we do it here. And I can't thank you enough, Edmund, for joining me on this adventure. Once again, thanks for having me. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this time on Candid Christian Conversations. What do you think? Should Christians use dating sites? Be sure to comment either on our YouTube channel or send us a message at feedback at standfirmmedia.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. For Edmund, I'm Hank. Until the next time, we're signing off. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe in your app of choice by heading to standfirmmedia.com slash subscribe.